1: Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Attitude,
2: attitude, attitude. We decide whether it's positive or negative and whatever we choose will affect us and everyone around us for the whole rest of the day. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today the theme for our show is the gift of attitude. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Every week, we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be The Star You Are for Teens, Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning, and Leading. With regard to this week's theme, The Gift of Attitude, we are going to look at how you can learn to live with the right attitude no matter the trials and tribulations of your life. We have a power-packed show for you, so we're going to dive right in. For the lowdown on this great topic, we are going to turn to the very inspiring author and the very good friend of BTSYA, Brooks Olbrey. As a lifelong student of achievement philosophies, Brooks was inspired by his young son to make these philosophies accessible to children in a storybook series he created, Called The Adventures of Blue Ocean Bob. The series combines both entertainment and education in order to leave kids with the valuable message that a great attitude and a great work ethic can lead to great achievement. In addition, Brooks Olbry is the founder of Children's Success Unlimited and is managing director at investment bank IN Partners. Brooks, we are really grateful for the work you're doing to empower children and for all the work you've given to BTSYA. Thank you for coming on the program today.
3: Thank you, Hannah, for having me.
2: So what motivated you to begin writing this children's series?
3: Yeah, it was about six years ago uh, I had a four-year-old son and I'm an entrepreneur in the sense that I, I'm a owner of a small investment bank in, in New York. and I've always have been very attracted to and interested in kind of motivational, personal development kind of concepts. And so as I was studying these concepts, which is something I think I began in high school, um, in my adult life and applying in my adult life and then working with my son as he was growing older and reading him books every night, I came up with the thought that you know these books for these young kids could uh, really incorporate some of these ideas. And I, and I didn't really find it in that many books. There are some that do, um, but there aren't that many. And you know, in particular, we love reading Dr. Seuss and there's some fantastic Dr. Seuss books, um, the Lorax and things like that that have great messages. But I just thought it could be maybe a a little more organized in a a kind of a a purposeful way for kids. And so Mm -hmm. I was not actually expecting to write the books myself, but to take it to somebody and maybe they would know somebody who was an expert in this area and would just kind of incorporate the ideas. And the person I brought it up with too was was Bob Proctor, who some people may know uh, is a very established, uh, well-known, amazing um, personal development coach and author, and I brought the idea to him because he had been so inspiring to me, and I thought, you know, Bob, a lot of these ideas that you're teaching and you're you're purveying and and that were in a lot of his programs could really be shared with kids, and Mm -hmm. so I gave him the whole story. I said, you know, there could be a kid on an island who (laughs) works with, you know, sea creatures. He could learn these lessons. And he looked at me, and it didn't take him long. He just said, that's a great idea. Why don't you do it? And Bob is big on, you know, goal cards. He, he, you know, he says, yeah, you can write something down, and, and better yet, write it down on a card and keep it in your pocket. And if it's something you really believe in, you know, look at that card every day.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And so he told me to write this idea down on a card. And remember, I would never written a book, uh, a children's book, or a book, for that matter, in my life. I'm an yeah. investment banker. I'm an attorney. Wow. And I, he said, I said, really? Like, write this on a card? Like, right now? He said, no, 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 just, just by the end of the weekend. It was kind of a weekend event in Los Angeles. And I said, um, okay. <laughs> and he said, "And but, but when you have the first one written, he said, I want you to show it to me. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So I actually followed what he said, and I, I wrote it on the card. And you know, you leave an event like that, you go home, you think, oh, you know, that was kind of crazy, and, <laughs> you know, will you really actually do it, or, right. or would he even look at it if I did do it? And and the, the bottom line is, I, I did it, and I wrote the stories, and there was a, another opportunity to see him, and I took the stories to him, he absolutely loved them, and that was just kind of the encouragement I needed mm. to realize, you know, this was, a, this was a worthwhile project, and it was something I could do, um, and it's been a real learning process, I mean, six years I've been working on it and, and with all kinds of people including editors and illustrators and and book publishers and uh, as well as people in the kind of I would say personal development field and uh, it's been very rewarding for me and it's been you know especially I've seen the results with my son and just sharing it with kids and it's it's a really a great a great process so that's you know that's how it came to be
2: wow wow that's a great story and for someone like you, never imagining yourself getting involved in writing a book, did you find that when you were sitting down and writing this thing, did it kind of just pour out of you because this message is so central to your life and what you want to impart? Or did you find yourself kind of struggling with this whole new niche that you had never been involved in?
3: Yeah, surprisingly, I mean, I, I was really, you know, I was coming at it from the perspective of it's got to be it. Interesting, exciting story for kids, and the illustrations are going to have to be good. And because I was targeting at that point when I started, it was a picture book, and you know, so a kid four to six years old. So there has to be like this this visual element. But that's also why I decided to write it in rhyme, and, and I oh. it was you know directly inspired by all the Doctor Seuss books we read, and it it's surprising. But I would study each each principle for about a month, so mm-hmm. the concept. The kind of the, I would write down kind of what the idea was behind the story as well as the concept but when I actually sat down to write the stories in rhyme sometimes it would only take me two hours oh, wow. like to do, to do the first draft and now I had spent a month thinking about it and mm-hmm. taking notes and I you know I really it wasn't that I just it was out of the blue but it, it right. kind of surprised me that it was fairly natural to, to write in this rhyming way and I didn't realize that there was a A real science behind the verse and behind the meter that I was writing. But it turns out I was writing in a particular way about 80% of the time I was getting it right. Um, It was only working with an editor later that I realized what that meter was and how to correct it and how to actually be able to now write on my own in the correct meter. Um, I still, of course, have an editor. But I learned so, 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 the nat- but the, when I first wrote it it came naturally so it, it was kind of interesting mm-hmm. from that perspective and, uh, and I wrote it in rhyme also because I thought it would be more digestible for kids yeah. um, these concepts would be more fun and, and more memorable and I think that's proven to be true um, I, I, I can't imagine writing for this age category these concepts in prose yeah. and having the same effect
2: Right, right. And did you ever, you know, turn to your son to see if the rhymes were working and he was enjoying the way that the book was being written?
3: He was hugely, hugely important. I mean, he heard every single story. He was the <laughs> first one to ever hear any of them. I mean, I was too kind of like shy to, you know, <laughs> to show, show it, it to him. <laughs> yeah. So I'd read it to him. I was, what do you think? And he, and this is a four or five year old kid and, you know, he's helped me for the last six years oh, and, well. and he always had great comments it's almost interesting because now that he's ten, he's going on eleven this month. Actually, in a couple of weeks, um, it's it, it was so I was so fortunate to get him at a time when kids just will say really what they think, or there's no, "Dad, I don't really want to do that." Or he was just into it. You know, he was he was he was, he was every night. You know, at that before he was into watching television at night. Back then, all we did is read books. So this was just another thing to do while we were reading books. And so he commented on the stories, he commented on the, the, text, but also on all the illustrations. And and to this day, he, he comments on every illustration, and he catches something very very often. He catches something very quickly that I didn't see, um, like for instance, you know, his hummingbird Zena. There's been a couple of times where she's just not there. He's like, well, where's Zena? You know, and I <laughs> and I missed it, and I missed it. So he's been really really helpful, and um, it's it's been a process, I think, of growth with him, and 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 my writing and the stories, you know, together.
2: Yeah. Wow. How incredible. Well, thank you very much for sharing that wonderful story about how this book came about. I think, you know, just the process you went through to create this book, it's amazing because it's truly going to change the lives of children by showing them that they are the future and with the right attitude and the right work ethic, they can tackle anything. During the break, everyone, be sure to learn more about the incredible work that Brooks is doing by checking out the Facebook page Blue Ocean Bob and the website blueoceanbob.com. They are truly terrific. And on May 9th, be sure to visit the Be the Star UR book booth at the 9th annual Moraga Fair. Compliments of our sponsors, Book Brooke ulbry and Children's Success Unlimited, and Michael for Brew Construction. Mark your calendars and visit events at btsya.org. It'll be a ton of fun. And thanks again, Brooks, for helping us out with that. I'm Hannah Hundle, and stick around for the next segment as we continue our conversation with Brooks.
1: Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand-new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of the mall and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
4: What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts?
0: Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to
4: Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now,
2: back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today our show is all about the gift of attitude. And We are back with the very incredible Brooks Albury. Brooks is helping children learn the value of a great attitude and a great work ethic to achieve their goals. He's doing it via the creation of the entertaining and educational children's storybook series, The Adventures of Blue Ocean Bob. In the series, Blue Ocean Bob loves the sea and wants to dedicate his life to protecting it. He begins a new job as an assistant to Mary Marine, the Island of Rose's leading marine biologist. And with his hummingbird guardian, Xena, by his side, works hard to carry out his duties to the sea creatures both on and off the shore. When the challenges mount, Bob seeks advice from Doc, the turtle, Earl, the clam, and Wallace, the walrus, who each help him to develop the positive attitude he needs to succeed. The Adventures of Blue Ocean Bob, A Challenging Job, is the second installment in this colorful and inspiring early chapter book series that provides young readers with an introduction to the timeless principles of achievement. We are very thankful for all the empowering work that Brooks is doing and through both his endeavors and his support of btsya and it's an honor to have him on the show hi again brooks thank you for staying with us hi all righty so we i've been talking a little bit about some of the messages that are really central to this series they are achievement they are having a great work ethic and perseverance are there any more messages that you really wanted to convey
3: well i i think you know the topic of this show when i saw what it was it seems so perfect for Blue Ocean Bob because if there were an overarching idea behind the entire series, it would be something that Napoleon Hill you know, would talk about, something that Earl Nightingale would talk about, which is a positive mental attitude. And that positive mental attitude is what really frames how you interact with all the things that happen to you on a daily basis. So, you know, everything that we, we face in life, if we can keep a positive mental attitude we can achieve so much. And and that's really the the message. In in the first book there's a chapter called The Mag The Magic Word. And that was, you know, from Earl Nightingale, who has a, a program where one of the the I guess the topics of one of the programs is called the magic word, and it's all about attitude. And it's just a it's just a very, very important concept throughout the entire book series, and it's something that Bob is, you know, he's struggling. He's not perfect, and he has Zena there kind of always by his side, you know, doubting him, questioning him, which is really representative of, of what's kind of always in the back of our mind, maybe holding us back. And But if he can persevere, if he can show, I don't know, the positive attitude, but persistence and, you know, follow his, his heart, mm-hmm. uh, he can achieve so much. And that's that's really, that's really I would say, the, the theme behind the whole series. So I thought the topic that you had tonight was really appropriate for, for this series.
2: Right. And, I, and I'm so glad you're talking about that in the book because, I mean, kids of all ages nowadays are facing the naysayers no matter where they go. Before, all that only happened on the schoolyard. But now with the advent of social media, it follows children everywhere. And that negativity and uh, that idea that you can't do this or you can't do that is really putting a damper on children's attitude no matter where they are. And so I think the idea of helping bolster children's attitudes from a very early age and helping them understand that they are in control of how, what type of mood they want to be in for that day is so important. And I'm glad that you're really making that a vital part of this book series.
3: Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's important in in all the books, but it's also, it's, I think it's something that growing up as I did, there were many times when people said, oh, that's not possible. You're not going to be able to do that. Um, I, you know, I grew up in the Midwest. I I wasn't, you know, public schools and all these things that I did. a lot of the things I would say to people, they'd be like, well, you know, you probably should aim a little lower. I mean, you know, even in in high school, I remember a counselor telling me, well, I don't think you should apply to Stanford. Um, Mm. You know, maybe there's some other schools that are better for you. I mean, literally this happened. And, you know, I went to Stanford. So <laughs> there you go. I, I, I didn't, I didn't let it stop me. Yeah. And it's, it's true to this day. It's true in every, everything we do. You know, there's always going to be that element and it's up to us, you know, it's, you know, personally to, to decide, you know, I, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. I hear it, but and there may be an element of truth, but I'm not going to let it stop me and I'm going to keep going. So right. that, that drives a lot of the stories in Blue Ocean Bob.
2: Great. Great. I love it. And I know now with the second installment, The Adventures of Blue Ocean Bob, A Challenging Job, you're continuing this idea of imparting principles of achievement and a right attitude and a right work ethic. Is anything changing, though, in the series? Do you find yourself kind of evolving in your writing or evolving in your message at
3: all? Well, actually, this series is... is The series, as I envisioned it as as a trilogy, is written, and it was written and it was edited with my editor... When I edited the second book, we also edited the third book. But as I'm going, yes, I learn things every day, and I make little adjustments. I'm working on the third book now. I, oh, you know, On a weekly basis, I said, well, hmm, I'm going to go back and look at that because just something hits me a little differently. Um, and, you know, for instance, one of those things was kind of an evolution of Xena and, and her, her attitude. Um, I thought, you know, maybe that should evolve a little bit in the third book, which wasn't initially – uh, something I had written. So mm. so it is it is co- a constant evolution, and I actually have an idea for 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 things you know going forward, but it's not in the same genre of of uh, early chapter book and rhyme. I, I feel like the three books to me make sense right now as, as a as a trilogy and the, the way the story goes as well. Right. But you know who knows, who knows what the future holds. That's the other thing I learned is that you, <laughs> you, you never know what the next project might be um and so you just try to work on the project you're working on and make it the best it can be right and and of course if i would go back and do the picture book today which is the first thing i did i'd do a lot of things differently Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know it had to be how it was so that i could you know learn and move on to the the early chapter book in the first early chapter book i learned things that helped me with the second one and it's likewise for the third one so
2: Right. And, and, you know, sometimes you just got to get the product out there because I think I know, especially for me, I have a tendency to want to correct and perfect and get it till it's completely right. But then sometimes I think that, you know, maybe if this is just out there and because, you know, I do some writing for local newspapers and I always just want to keep perfecting those articles. But it gets to the point where it's better serving to the public to actually have it in their hands than maybe to have it 100 percent perfect or how you would envision it years and years from now. So, I, I think that's wonderful just getting the product out there, and it's really making a difference. And as we were talking about evolution, do you see the children's book publishing industry evolving with new technology and internet marketing?
3: Um, I do, absolutely. I think it's important. I think, uh, you know, the uh, apps, I think the ebooks, I think, you know, interactive digital media is all contributing and helping support the children's book industry. But as I mentioned before, I think that children's books are a little bit different as a genre in that people still like to have at least parents. Maybe maybe it'll change, you know, when, when our kids are parents, but because they grew up with a Kindle and not a not a, only physical books. But I think the physical books are still holding out. And I was recently at an event, a large children's book event, and it was one of the largest they've had. And, and the general feeling was that the print Printed children's books is still strong. Mm. People are still purchasing them. They're still important. But all these other, you know, opportunities just enhance the the the, the way you can market your books and your message. So right. it's something I'm definitely looking into. I mean, I have an app for the first book, which is a reading app on iTunes, Blueish and Bob, and and you know, there's the e-books as well. Um, and and so there's just a lot of different different ways you can you can get it out there now. And as I mentioned before, also, the, app, the cool thing about the apps is you can download them internationally. Books do have a cost to right. printing and shipping. So the digital formats are great.
2: Right. I, I totally agree. And um, on the topic of getting this book out there and getting these messages out there, are you trying to visit different schools in your area? And and giving these books out to the children there, visiting different libraries, and trying to disseminate the books that way as well?
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's almost endless what you can right? do. Um, <laughs> but I have visited schools um, here in New York area, um, various schools in, in Queens and Harlem. I've worked with different different organizations. Um, I've done a few visits to my own, my, my son's school as well, mm-hmm. um, as well as some other schools. But... There's, there's always opportunity, and there's always kind of uh, different, different ways to get the get the books out there, and and it, you know, be the star you are. Another example, you know, sending books in disaster relief situations. I just, I, I love that we can help people in those situations, and I know those kids are going to value the books and and really appreciate it, and hopefully, you know, helps them through a difficult time. So, those kind of things, I, I really. Yeah, it's, I see that as part of my purpose, really,
2: Yeah, and, and uh, we
3: this whole project.
2: We really value all the support that you've given to us and donating books to our charity, Be The Star You Are, and for all the support you've given with the Book Bash and the Moraga Fair. So thank you again for that. And thank you for all the incredible work you're doing. You sound so accomplished, and everything you're doing for children is wonderful. So keep up the great work, and we will keep rooting for you.
3: I appreciate it. And, and likewise to you and, and to all the great work you do.
2: Thank you so very much. And during the break, everyone, be sure to find Brooks on his website for Blue Ocean Bob at blueoceanbob.com and connect on Facebook at Blue Ocean Bob. And remember to visit our events page on our site at bpsya.org to keep the date for the Moraga Fair on May 9th. I'm Hannah Hundle, and we'll be back in the next segment as we continue our conversation. What does indie
4: mean? It's short for independent. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to mean. When you are indie, you don't just go with the flow. You set the pace. Indie can mean a style of music, dress, or just a way of life. It's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd. Everybody has a little bit of indie in them. It's beautiful. It's cool. It's you. Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel indie yet, make it a part of you.
2: giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today's hot topic is the gift of attitude. We are rocking and rolling today with a power-packed discussion, hoping to uplift you into the realms of a right attitude. Here to help us with this mission is another very, very special guest, the positivity master, Danny DePiro. Danny's book, The Positively Present Guide to Life, is an inspirational two-color book that provides action-oriented advice for embracing positive thinking in everyday life so that you can create a nurturing home, build a fulfilling future, develop great relationships, appreciate true love, and embrace change. Danny is an author, blogger, and designer based in Washington, D.C., and in her free time, she can be found with her head in a book, creating images for Instagram, pinning up a storm on Pinterest, and motivating others to take on a happy attitude. Danny, we are awed by your profound dedication to your work, and we are thrilled to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. We are so happy to be talking to you because, as I mentioned, you are the Positivity Master. Where did all of this flow from? Have you always been this way, just wanting to help everyone around you get that right attitude, or did it come about later in life? I uh, definitely came about
5: later in life. I was not always a very positive person, um, especially when I was younger. And when I got to be about 25, I got to a point where I was like, I, I really need to change my attitude. I want to be happier. I want to I have more in my life than I currently have. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it really had to come from inside. Mm-hmm. Um, it couldn't be an external thing. I needed to change my attitude and I needed to Um, Also, importantly, focus on the present moment because I spent a lot of time either worrying about the future or sort of stressing out about the past. Um, So staying positive and staying in the present became really important for me.
2: Oh, yeah. Very, very cool. And, you you know, we hear all this talk about being positive and maintaining a right attitude, but we have a lot of the naysayers who, who don't understand how when they're going through a tough time, they can still stay positive. And we started the show off by talking about how you choose your attitude and you choose with what face you're going to present the world today. So how would you tell someone who's going through a tough time right now that they can really choose to be positive, and that choice can make that tough time so much better and and it can really make their life a lot better Well,
5: that's a really great point. I'm glad you brought that up because it is it does seem very hard when you're going through a tough time to stay positive especially if you feel like everything is going wrong. You're like, well, why would I want to be positive or why would I want to try to stay in this moment? But I think one of the most important things you can do when you're going through a tough time and you're struggling to have a positive attitude is to focus on the things that are going right in your life because there's usually some things that are going well. And then also to try to be grateful for as much as you can. Um, I know sometimes when you're having a bad day, that's hard. But I've really found that when you're focusing on gratitude and you're focusing on the things you have rather than the things you lack or the stress in your life, it's really hard to be unhappy. And it makes staying positive so much easier when things are hard.
2: Right, right. And I know one thing that I love to do is sometimes when I need a little boost of positivity or need something good to look at, there are so many great positive websites online. And, you know, in this digital age, and this is a great point for young kids as well. We have the world at our fingertips and we can just go online and find pages and pages of good news and, and things to appreciate and you know good weather readings or you know great charities that we can get involved with or just great events going on in the world in general. Do you have kind of an outlet like that that you like to turn to to keep that supply of positivity flowing for you? Yeah, I think it's it's really
5: important to find resources that appeal to you like if you like a specific sport or hobby or something To look at that stuff. And I also feel like another great thing you can do is to look up, you know, whatever you happen to be going through. Like, let's say you're having a hard day at school. Um, You can type in how to cope with a bad day at school or, you know, how to deal with a teacher who seems mean or, you know, um, my friends aren't being super nice right now. What can I do? And a lot of times, so many great resources will pop up right away um, about any kind of topic that you're needing help with. And it can be really helpful to. Read what other people have been through and get some advice um, from people who have been there and a lot of people who have expert experience on this on the various topics. That can be really
2: helpful too. Right, right. I totally agree. And but how about what what about when maybe you're not the negative one, but the people around you are negative? Because I know that can happen all, all the time. I mean, you might wake up and it might just be a great day for you. And you know, like for me, I might be going to school. Other people might be going to their job. And then you just walk through the door and everyone around you seems to be really moody and upset at the world. I mean, how do you deal with that? Should you try to push negative people away and out of your life? Or should you try to bring them into the fold and make them more positive? How do you deal with that when the world is negative, when you're trying to be positive? That's a that's a really
5: good question and something we all face. No matter how um, much of a positive attitude you try to embrace, there are going to be people who are negative. It's just part of life. Um Personally, when it comes to really negative people that um, are constant negative influence, I mean, not just somebody who's having a bad day, I recommend trying to stay away from them if possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of sometimes this can be hard if it's, you know, family or friends, but sometimes you have to make the choice to kind of step back from people either completely or, you know, just as much as you can and limit the amount of time you spend with them if they're causing you a lot of negativity. And if that's not possible, um, which sometimes it's not, if it's somebody in your family or, you know, let's say it's a teacher at school or, or classmates or something that you can't avoid, then <coughs> I find that it's very helpful to see if you can find anything positive about your interactions with that person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you start to do that, you start to think about the positives, you'll actually find that maybe they're not as bad as you thought or you can sort of understand or empathize with them or at the very, very least... Um, you can take some lesson from them like to be a more positive, compassionate, patient person when other people are not being very positive. And that, that can be you know a wonderful gift in and of itself. It's sort of a life lesson of dealing with negative people.
2: Right, right. That's so interesting because actually I kind of have a little philosophy that's been carrying me through life lately. And that is that I look at all the people in my life as instruments placed there to teach me a lesson. And, you know, I think from everyone you can glean a lesson, everyone you ever meet has something to teach you. And and that's so true that maybe the negative people have something to teach you as well that you want to be the opposite. So in terms of life philosophies and life lessons that carry you through this journey, what have you learned so far? Is there something really crucial, really important that's really been a turning point in your life with regard to attitude?
5: Um, yeah, I think the most important thing I've learned is Trying to find the good in every situation, like we've been saying about having a positive attitude, even when it's difficult, um, like you just said about, you know, every person can teach you something, same with every situation you're in, yeah. and the important thing is, is that you can either have, you know, something bad's going to happen, you know, that's life, bad things happen, you have bad days, um, but if you have a negative attitude, you're going to make the situation worse. If you have a positive attitude, you might not greatly improve the situation, but you will improve your mindset somewhat and that will help you get through it. You're not going to, you know, make it perfect or make it go away. I mean, that's part of life. They're going to be tough times, but you can make it worse if you choose to have a negative attitude and focus on, you know, how miserable you are or, you know, if you're really, really stressed out, you know, instead of taking that attitude, try to focus on the positive and it won't always be easy,
2: but it will always help. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. It can always improve a situation. And, and I always find it really interesting to take a look at how bad attitudes make situations worse. Because, you know, being in high school right now, I'm a senior. And of course, there are the cliques, there are the proverbial mean girls, and you know, everything you hear about in the movies and in the books. And I, I, I sometimes like to observe how the dynamic is between those supposed mean people and um, people with bad attitudes and the rest of the population. And what I've found is that a lot of times people really try to ingratiate themselves with the mean people and the bad attitude people. And I, I love how you're talking about the need for us to just kind of forget about that and really embrace us for who we are and be positive within ourselves, and not pay attention to all the negative people in our life. We don't have to try to win them over and you know stoop down to that level. I think if we stay positive and stay focused on this idea that positivity for ourselves is really the most important thing. I think this all relates back to for yourself. I mean, you're positive not just to put out good light in the world, but also for yourself because I think you feel way better personally when you're positive. I know that I do. so. Thank you very much for these great tips uh, for keep that, for keeping that positive positivity flowing. And I know I'll be incorporating them in my daily routines for sure. And I hope that everyone during the break checks out your Twitter account at PositivityPresent as well as your Pinterest, Facebook, and Instagram accounts for more inspiration and for more information on the terrific book, The Positively Present Guide to Life. Everyone, be sure to visit positivelypresent.com. So, thank you very, very much, Danny, for joining us for this conversation. Uh, Stick around because we can't wait to hear more from you. And during the break, also, everyone, please visit our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be the Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. And stick around with us as we continue our conversation.
4: Dinosaur Detectives, and be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit expressyourselfteenradio.com. Now, back to our star teens.
2: Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of attitude. The show has been going really terrifically so far, and that's because we are speaking with the positivity master, Danny DePiro. Danny is an author, blogger, and designer with the inspiring book, The Positively Present Guide to Life. The book has 30 practical activities relating to the key themes of home, work, friendship, love, and change, which form the five main chapters in the book. Alongside motivating lists and special features such as a list of positivity principles and suggestions of 52 ways to live in the moment, the activities provide a positivity program that can be done in any sequence or on a dip-in basis to help readers achieve an all-around more contented, more fulfilled life. Danny is making waves in the empowerment world by living, loving, and leading a positive, passionate, and productive life, showing us all how to get that right attitude. Hi again, Danny. Thank you for staying with us. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I know that in addition to the book, you have also started a website called PositivelyPresent.com. What made you want to make the move towards digital? I, I know that, you know, obviously you want to promote your book and everything like that, but on your website, you do a lot more. You actually provide some really great tips on the website for everyone to check out. So what what compelled you to carry this message out to many different platforms.
5: Well, the message actually started with the website in 2009 um, and the book just came out this year um, actually a couple months ago. Um, so I started the website because I have always been a writer and once I decided back in 2009 that I really wanted to try to live a more positive, more present life, I thought why not share it online because I've been reading a lot of happiness blogs and lifestyle blogs and I thought I'm a writer. you know. Why not share my experience, especially because I'm not an expert and I'm kind of struggling with this whole mindfulness positivity thing myself. So I thought, why not share this with other people? And hopefully my experiences will enrich their lives or maybe they can relate to them in some way. Um, And then on the flip side, hopefully I can get feedback from them, which I do all the time in the form of comments and emails and connecting with other bloggers, which has been such a great experience as well.
2: Yeah, you know, I find it really interesting. I think there really is a kind of a health, positivity, empowerment, all of that mixed in together, that type of movement going on right now in the digital world. I mean, there are so many bloggers who are particularly taking advantage of social media to spread their reach. And I know that you have a Pinterest, you have a Facebook, and you make images for Instagram. Are you kind of trying to get into that community of empowering other people through this digital age where we can disseminate this message so rapidly?
5: Yes, absolutely. I think we're so lucky to have access to the technology that we do and to all the wonderful websites and social media sites. Um, I particularly love Instagram and Pinterest because of the visual aspects. I think you, know, you can get so much across with a picture or um, a quote, which I love quotes, especially positive ones. <laughs> um, so that's really important to me and positively present as a brand. Um, is finding different ways to reach out to people and to help them easily access positive information in whatever you know, platform that they prefer. Like a lot of people just go on Facebook. They don't really like to go read blogs. So if I can put my blog post right there um, and have a quick link for them to access, that's so much easier. Same goes for the other social media platforms as well.
2: Right, right. And I think another great thing about social media is that it reaches a lot of young people and I think young people really need this message of living positively present because the teenage years are tumultuous and they're faced with so much negativity and people are really trying to bring them down, tell them they can't achieve certain things and live out their dreams and reach their goals. And so they really need this message of living positively. And has knowing that young people have access to social media now kind of changed the way you've approached this whole movement of yours? Are you trying to Target young people specifically now, or are you really making this kind of a catch all for everybody to get in line with this movement
5: well I think it's it's something that everybody can um, get something from, but I do feel like the sooner that you start thinking about this kind of thing mm. and the sooner you try to practice it in your own life, the better um, so right. certainly in the teenage years you know if I had had access to some of the websites I do now or even um, known about some of the books that I've read or different things like that, I feel like it could be life-changing. I mean, sometimes this stuff, you know, you've read it before, but it takes a certain time in your life for it to click. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel like it's so great that teenagers especially have access to this um, and can go and read it and they can read about, you know, different things. Like, I don't necessarily tailor my content to a younger audience, but... You know, some of the stuff I write about, like dealing with negative people or how to survive a really tough day, um, can, can apply to them just as much as it can to an adult.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. Very true. And what would you, now, now that you've kind of, you know, checked out more of the journey of your life, looking back on, you know, your 17, 18-year-old self, what would you tell that young girl self? Is there anything that you really, really learned along the way that you think would have been so useful for you to know growing up?
5: Um, I think staying in the moment and trying as much as you can to not worry about what's going to happen. Because I think, especially at that point in your life, there's so much unknown. And that that can be both exciting and scary. Um, You know, you're getting ready to go to college and what's college going to be like? And then what are you going to do after college? And what do you want to do for a job? And, you know, what relationship are you going to find yourself in? There's so many questions. And I think I spent a lot of time worrying about that and trying to you know, figure out how to make everything perfect, you know, when I was younger. Um, And I think letting go a little bit and trying to enjoy the time you have when you're younger is really important because things will work out um, and you'll figure it out as you go, as most people do, you know, it just takes learning the ropes and not, not sort of giving yourself such a hard time when you make mistakes or things don't go as perfectly as you had thought.
2: Right, right. Young people tend to be really, really hard on themselves. You know, I, I see this every day. They really just bash themselves for their mistakes and they don't see it as an opportunity for growth. And I'm, I think that that's probably one of the things that comes with age and living up this journey is that you understand that what happened already happened, what will happen will happen, but you can only control the now. And so I think that's really important too when trying to figure out how to deal with all this stress. Because even though, you know, we might think that, oh, I'm going to live presently in the moment, there's still stress in the moment. So how do you stay positive even when you might be having a stressful day?
5: Yeah, it's a very tough thing to do. Um, I think one of the most important things is thinking about whether there's anything you can do in the moment. If you're worried about something, like let's say you're worried about a test that's in two weeks, but it's a really big test. You know, is there anything you can do right now Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's not, sometimes like you haven't even gotten the material for the test or something. Right. So then you really need to try and let it go. But in some cases it, it could be like, all right, well, if you're worried about it, why not start making note cards or, you know, start, um, reviewing your notes a little bit every day. Um, if you can do something, even if it's a small thing, um, in the moment that will make you feel like you're making progress, that can really help. Oh, wow. Um, and I think, you know, like I mentioned, um, Previously, trying to be grateful for what is going well and what's not stressing you out Mm -hmm. um, can be really helpful. Like, if you're really stressed about school, think to yourself, Oh, well, you know, at least I'm having a really good relationship with my boyfriend or girlfriend, or at least things are going really well with my friends or something, or vice versa. If you're having, you know, a fight with your friend, uh, you could think to yourself, Oh, well, at least I'm doing really well in school. Like, trying to focus on things that are going well instead of dwelling on, something that isn't going so well can be really helpful.
2: Yeah, yeah. Instead of dwelling on your problems. It reminds me of this quote I one time read, and it says something along the lines of, if we all took our problems and we all put them in a pile and you know everybody else did the same and we saw everybody else's problems, we would probably grab our problems back in an instant. Because. Yes, that's so true. I love that. It is so true because I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in what might be going wrong in our life. But I think if we really took the big picture in, we would see that we don't have it that bad. I think no matter what the situation is, there's something that you can be grateful for. So thank you very, very much again, Danny, for this conversation. I love how you're breathing new life into the idea that everyone can find a way to maintain a positive outlook. So for more information on Danny's terrific book, The Positively Present Guide to Life, Everyone, be sure to check out her website, PositivelyPresent.com, and connect with her on our social media platforms at Positively Present. Thank you again, Danny. And as always, all good things must come to an end, and this show gave us an in-depth look at how far a right attitude can really take you. You're at your most creative, most productive, and overall best when you're teaming with positivity. Make sure to visit btsya.org and go to Events to mark your calendars for the Moraga Fair on May 9th where you'll be able to meet the authors of Daddy Look at the Be The Star You Are book booth. Get your autographed copies and check out the events page on btsya.org for this awesome get together. Again, big thank you to our sponsors, Brooke Albury and Children's Success Unlimited and Michael Verbrugue Construction. It's going to be a blast. See you there. Thank you to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Perry Damone's Kid Star for producing this show where we empower kids. Thank you to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Bruce Olstein, And thank you to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Hannah Hundle, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be equipped with the right attitude, and be here. Speak up. Speak out and express yourself.
4: Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself.
0: Look at yourself. Go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the, Now from the Kidstar of the Month here is the Wisp Pops and their song Sea Turtle. get back eventually from the Kid Star Album of the Month.